All right. Can we have Perfect. a new podcast called 15 Seconds of Silence? We just edit together all of the room tone recordings from all of the podcasts that we've ever recorded, and that's just all it is. We put out one episode every year. Mainly just lots of cars driving by. Yeah, just lots of cars <laughs> yeah. driving by, some heavy breathing, maybe the sound of like somebody finishing a sandwich. It'd be good. just almost threw a little girl into your void bag god damn it to be fair which is just no that there's no that you can't be fair she might have she might have just been like a gnome or dwarf adult we don't know if she's a little girl she might have just just, does that justify murdering somebody she was a little female let's say that just a chipper chipper little female completely non-threatening and you're trying to shove her into a void bag i mean he was yes it was just the first thing that came to mind. Exciting enterprise, and he wanted it all for himself. <laughs> he's pretty the much. Steve, he's the Steve Jobs of this world. He yeah, him, he just tried idea. to throw little female Steve Jobs into the void bag. No, I anyway, meant Doug is Steve Jobs. A Doug is not Steve Jobs. He's stealing. Laren, Laren is the opposite of Steve Jobs. Laren, Laren is. You guys arrive at the edge of Zaranth and. <laughs> It's, it's a lot less spectacular than you thought it was going to be. Uh, as you approach it, you can see that it's just sort of a bunch of huts. It almost looks like uh, sort of the kind of place you'd expect um, like Canadians to live in or uh, like Eskimos. It's, it's very flat and it's surrounded on the, the northern side by some... Not mountains, but like big rolling hills, sort of like the mountains in Pennsylvania. Like you could climb it in in an hour or two if you if you were really determined. So it's cold here. Yeah, you you need. I take uh, out the uh, the fur insert for my cloak and then start uh, snapping it in. All right, that's a good call. Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's sort of a. It's getting very tundra-y. There's no trees for as far as the eye can see in any direction. You guys uh, find yourselves at the southern edge of Zaranth, um, and it's organized in sort of concentric circles of uh, these little shack huts, uh, and there's there's three circles of huts, and that sort of serves as their street, and then sort of going north to south down the middle is sort of like a main thoroughfare. Well, it, worked the, well, it worked the last time, so I say, to the bar! No, no, I'm just gonna say, lead the way, Horrell. You're the one who brought us here, right? All right. Oh, of course, yeah. Welcome to, welcome to my home. Um, I grew up in that building there, and he starts leading you uh, down the main thoroughfare. That, that, I, my mother gave birth to me in that house? It, it was a, made a big mess. Oh, I was a sloppy one coming out, I'll tell you what. Ugh. He leads you right into the center of town. It's sort of a, a little town square. All the buildings are, like I said, very ramshackle. Is there anything that you're looking for in particular, or uh, anything that you need before we, we head to my my love shack, if you will? Mm, um, no, no, don't, don't want to go there. Nope. Nope. Uh, I think we're good on 
weapons and items. Maybe, uh, do you have a shop where we could buy a couple sunrods? Yes, but I, I, I should warn you that everything up here is very expensive because it's so remote. I mean, we could do it, but I, you, you're going to pay, like, hand over fist. Uh, take me. I'll, I'll bargain. Oh, okay. So he leads you um, to the hut. It, it's right in the center of town, right sort of opposite the town hall, city hall, city hut. It's just this little sort of dilapidated shack. And, and you go inside, and it's very dimly lit, and uh, there's a, a short old woman um, behind sort of a, a podium. Uh, I approach the old woman and see how she greets me. Hello, hello there, young man. How, how, can I, how can I help you? Uh, just looking for some sunrods, specifically. Oh, sunrods, sunrods, yes. What, what, what would somebody like you need that for? Huh? Um, and and um, she sort of like looks at you as she's uh, going through some little boxes and things in the back. I walk up next to him. I'm like, we just got done raving like three days straight, and uh, we burned through all of them. Oh, yeah, yeah, kid, kids these days. Oh, I I know how it is. Um, and she she sort of pulls out this other box from behind a bunch of other boxes in, in the shack. She says, how many, how many do you need? Um, I guess I'll take three, and I'm planning on distributing them amongst the three of us. Okay, um, hmm, so that'll be, uh, 15 gold. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I pay it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, and we move on with our lives. Oh, that's 15 gold he doesn't have, but still has 160. Three, yes. I still, now I still have 163. I'm good with that. I, now everyone's back up to two sunrides, right. and we can move on. To to the, the su sex dungeon or whatever. Whoa, what? To For the love of God. All right, so you you head outside and and Horo says, "Come, come! I've I've got some food left in the fridge." Um, but he doesn't say fridge because this is a fantasy universe. The ice um, box, the the ice chest. But as we just call it, it's just a chest because it's so cold up here. It's actually just the chokey. Whoa, what? From Matilda. I I get it. I got I, that reference. I did not. Well, it's clearly you didn't have a childhood. Um, so you arrive in front of this. Uh, <laughs> you arrive in front of this. Um, th this sort of larger than than usual hut, uh, in in the very back corner of town, and unlike most of the other ones, this one is sort of round, um, and it's got like a like a sort of a teepee roof. Um, and it's very small. And then next to it, there's sort of a. a more modest-looking shack. Catherine says, "Well, well, Horo, you'll you'll know where to find me." Uh, and she goes into the the smaller, square, uh, wider shack. And Horo says, "Oh, come in, come in! I don't ever get visitors up here. Nobody ever comes to Zarad." And and he sort of pulls back uh, the opening to the the round, larger hut. So you guys go inside and. 
Uh, as soon as you step in, you realize that the ceiling is a bit low. It's a lot lower than it is on the outside. Ku has to sort of like tilt his head to the side and like crouch a little bit to, to stand up. And of course, Horrell is, is, you know, like four feet tall. And so he has no problem at all. He says, can I, can I get you guys anything? I've got some milk. I've got water. Do you have any sandwiches? Um, he, he opens up this chest in the middle of the room and you see a bunch of flies come out. Oh. Um, he's, he's, he says, oh, I've got three or four left over. Uh, I'm good. Yeah, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm gonna hedge my bets here and I'm just gonna... Uh, You're gonna eat one. I did. So, okay, so who here is gonna eat a sandwich? I'm not. Not it, not yeah. Just me. Just, okay, just Koo. Koo, why don't you roll a... a a constitution check. A vomit uh, check. Do we have that as a skill, or is it just a d20? Like, Just roll a d20, yeah, no yeah, yeah. No modifiers and all that. Whoops, that is not that. Uh, d- oh, roll d20. 19! Yeah, you, you eat it like a pro. Um... You have you eat the sandwich, and surprisingly, it doesn't it doesn't taste nearly as bad as it looks. It it's sort of getting real moldy on some sides, and it, it smells something awful. But it it wasn't all that bad. Mold is life. Life has protein. I got protein. Okay. That's all I care about. Depth that protein. Depth all right. Protein. All right. Uh, I'm trying to remember your name. Horrell. What brings us to Zareth, and what information? Like, well, help us out here. Why did we trek all the way out here? Well, you see, last time AJ had to leave, and so we nope. needed some way of getting a distraction. God <laughs> damn it. <laughs> no, he says, oh, now that, now that we have this information, we, could, we can look through the archives to see what sorts of things about the crag we, may be of interest to us. And so he goes over to this, uh, this bookshelf, and he reaches up and he pulls one of the books um, in in sort of a a stereotypical way that you'd like open a secret entrance to something. And as he pulls the book, sort of a spiral staircase comes down uh, from the center of the room from this very low ceiling. And he goes up the spiral staircase. Uh, You all follow him. And there's actually like a second floor to his hut. You guys get up there and, and the room is just... Uh, surrounded on all sides uh, by books, and there, there's a little bit of light, but you're not entirely sure where the light's coming from. Horrell says, "I'm, I'm going to, to start looking in here about uh, all of these cubes that you found. See if I could find any sort of reference to a device or technology that they might be used with. Um, wh- why don't you ha- have you adventurers ever been to the barrier? Uh, I haven't. No. Nope. Mm, nah." I, I think you should probably see the barrier to to be able to understand what what we're dealing with here. All right, we'll we'll leave you to your studying, and we'll we'll come back after we visit the barrier. Can I get some All milk right. on the way out? Yeah, 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 yeah. I fill up my flask full of milk. Well, you no, you don't. Um, why don't <laughs> why don't you roll a d twenty? See how chunky it is first. Or if it's frozen solid. See if it Green. pours. Uh-oh. Yeah, you, so you go to pour the milk oh, into no. your your flask, and the milk is is in like a 
just a glass bottle um and you go to pour it and it just comes out just one solid cylinder um, you gonna bite it like patrick star oh no <laughs> uh, i think your milk's bad <laughs> um yeah i guess that's it <laughs> all right we just you're just gonna leave so you guys um leave Horl's tent and now you're standing on the very north edge of the village um the barrier is to the north on the the very opposite side of the mountains to the north hey all right so you guys set out from behind you you can hear Horl um in his tent he he yells to Catherine Catherine don't don't disturb me for like 20 minutes oh god damn it I knew he was jerking off (laughs) studying his cantrips yeah, setting all those cantrips. Um, so you for, guys head off into the mountains. For some and... reason, Horl is just slowly turning into like the mayor of Townsville. From Oh my god, Miss Bellum. It's a little bit, a yeah. little bit. I I can see that. I like that. He's, he's like homeless. Like he's just disgusting. Godless. He lives in a tent. Yeah. So you guys start trekking up this mountain, and the view is is really lovely. Everything is very crisp and clear. And then as you sort of get to the the crest, you can see over, and the other side is just completely solid gray. There's no sort of like warm light from the sun. Um, everything on the other side is covered in what looks like frost. It's just, it's very, everything is very spiky. You might say crag-like. It's all just a big mess. Like, it's just a wasteland. Mm-hmm. Teenage wasteland. So you, you start to walk down the other side of the mountain. As you approach the bottom, you notice that the grayness of the other side very abruptly ends with a cliff. Um, what? <laughs> I just realized how close the word grayness sounds like anus. God <laughs> damn it. Oh, for the love of God. I'm sorry. It got me really off guard. <laughs> I was thinking to myself, like, what could possibly be funny? Yeah, I, I, I wasn't David even Brand listening to myself that carefully. Yeah, we're supposed to be people that n- know how to do good things on the internet. Um, no, I was so, <laughs> so, so, Ku you, immediately licks the grayness. Oh, yeah, Ku... If I'm close enough, yeah. So you, you get down all the way to the bottom of the, the other side of the mountain. The cliff is very, very flat and very sheer. Completely smooth all the way across. And it looks like the top of the cliff, where the, the sort of very gray, frosty dirt ends, is is much higher up than you. But it also sort of isn't flat or level. Um, it sort of goes up and down. Interesting. I guess we keep continuing on. Uh, what, wh- where do you try to continue? How do you try to continue? You're at the bottom of this cliff. Um, hmm. Could we climb it? I got a lot of those pitons. Pittons. I don't personally want to climb it. I'm thinking, is this the barrier? Like, I don't think we're supposed to get over it. I don't know. Somebody's gone over it. Or under it. Through it. Hmm. Or around it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if we should be really messing around with this thing. Uh, we could cause some sort of incident. 
if we do manage to get through, yeah, definitely something bad could happen. So I say let's like look around either to the right or the left of as far as I can see and see if there's any way around. Alright, which direction you wanna go? Left or right? Left is sort of towards the the foothills of the mountains and to the to the left. Sorry, to the right to the right is the foothills of the mountains, to the left is uh more towards some flatter tundra like land. Uh I'd say to the right. That's what I was thinking. To the foothills. Alright. So you guys sort of climb up these foothills and you're at a point now where the ground and the top of the cliff sort of intersect and you notice that this perfectly smooth cliff just disappears into the ground at this point and the ground that you're on sort of goes up. Uh, almost like they're two completely different pieces of land that are just sort of clipped together. Well, can we step off to the other side? Yeah, so are we now higher than the barrier? Yeah, well, you're just a little bit higher than that than that, that sheer cliff. All right, well, I'm going to, I guess, flick a gold coin over the barrier. To oh, see we... oh, okay, just flaunt your wealth. S- just Scrooge McDuck over here, just like, I can just throw... It's a gold coin. Yeah, I know. I only have 36 of them. I know. I'm ready. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather do that than just, like, do, jump over myself and then you guys take my gold, so... All right, I... why don't you roll a d20? Okay... Only we had that dwarf girl. It's a ten. So you flick it with your with your thumb um, towards the barrier, towards what you assume the barrier is, um, and it literally just stops in midair and sort of bounces off like it hit a a pane of glass. Hmm. All right, I pick it back up, and I was like, "See, I knew something was up." Or Uh, see, I take out my great axe. Okay. And I swing at it. Do you, do you swing to hit or just swing? I just swing at where I saw the coin bounce off. Um, alright. Um, roll a d20. Boom. Shit, too. I am doing terrible tonight. So, you swing with your great axe, and it hits this invisible wall. It makes sort of a thwang noise, and and the vibrations go down the handle of your great axe, and and, and you get all shaken up and knocks hey, something hey, out of you for a second. Whole body shaking and it rattles me backwards. Well, I think we found what Hora wanted us to find. I don't know if there's anything else we need to do here. Yeah, let's uh, let's head back and see if he's uh, got any fresher food made up. All right. I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet on it. You guys are pretty far away from Zaranth. Zaranth is obviously on the other side of these mountains. But you hear something off uh, sort of further towards um, the direction that you were heading. It doesn't really sound like a person, but it also doesn't sound like um, some sort of animal. It's very, very faint, and it's, it's off in the distance. You guys hear that? It's another... Think it's another centipede? Millipede? Probably another entrepreneur, goddammit. Yeah, we're not gonna <laughs> shove this one in the bag, though. You guys climb over this foothill. Can you even have a singular foothill? You just climb over this hill at the base of the mountain. They're feet. And hill feet. Sort of at the. In, in one of the sort of valleys at the, the base of this rolling mountain, above the, the ground on the other side of the barrier, there's this little speck, and it looks. From where you are, it's just sort of a pile of cloth. 
um, but it stands out against the the dirt um, and the little bit of you know snow here and there on the ground. All right, I continue to approach. I don't really ask the others. I fall back a bit. All right, I just like uh, hanging back a little bit, but not too far, because I want to be able to sling some spells if he needs help. All right, so you you get right up to it, and it's just this um, pile of of cloth on the ground, and you you can't really see a figure, but um, what you do notice is that it's sort of in a patch of snow. As you get closer, you can you can hear it sort of groaning and moaning away. It it's not moving really at all. What's the problem, little guy? It, it, it just it, it, upon hearing you, it, it goes completely silent. Hey. I uh, I get out the uh, spider leg. I unsling it <laughs> off my back, and I sort of just like poke it. So so you hear it sort of uh, say something like, "Go go go away." No. You shut him up. No, I think, and then I. I think I think what's happening, and I pull back the uh, the cloth so I can get a better look at it. But I think I know what's happening here. Uh, Frosty so, the snowman melted. <laughs> you you pull back the cloth, and sure enough, it's Frosty the snowman. There's some pieces <laughs> of coal and a carrot nose. No, it's um, it's someone turning it, back into a cragsman. Yeah, there there's a there's what? a person here, and. They're sort of halfway in the process of, but it's cold enough back. here that they're not dying from the heat. Are you going to dungeon master this <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> what happens next, AJ? <laughs> um, yeah, so they're they're sort of their skin is is still it, it's not like uh, boiling and 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 getting all gross and disgusting um, very much. There are patches where the the skin looks like. Uh, they've been burned, um, but it's not too bad. The creature seems to be like mostly naked, just in the snow. Well, what do we have here? Someone we can interrogate. I please, 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 no! I, I, I don't, I don't have long. Goo, get some snow around this guy. I'm gonna use dragon frost on the snow that we pile around him to form sort of like an ice prison sort of thing around his body. All right. Um, you want to roll a d20 for that? Yeah. Not 20, uh, you kill. What would that be? 13? All right. You cast Dragon Frost. The, uh, the ground around just sort of, it, it looks like the inside of a freezer that's been going for way too long at the supermarket. Um, and it, it's just like solid packed snow slash ice. You see the uh, Cragsman not curl like like uncurl a little bit, and and like a look of relief sort of goes across its face. He says, "Thank you, but th- that 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 won't last very long." It's all as long as we'll need it. Now listen, we have some questions for you. What is going on here? You're like d- melting, bro. Uh, d- uh, what? I I'm I'm pleased that you have two eyes and can see. Um. I, I'm I'm sure this has been happening in what? a lot of places. Why? It has. Why are there what? so many cragsmen here? We we were we were trapped on this side of the barrier. This this was this is where we were bef- 
when 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 the war ended, we've been trying to survive ever since. And how have you been accomplishing this? And what went wrong? Cubes. We have a technology that allows us to channel magic great distances, and it it allows us to survive in in warm places. Okay. Um. What do you? We ran into someone who uh, had mentioned that it was happening too soon. Is there a time limit to which like you guys can cast this sort of magic? I can't tell you that. Oh, you fucking better. <laughs> no, I think not. this is not anything he can help. Like, he's going to die anyway, so it doesn't matter. Okay. I, I, I don't know why. I don't know why the magic ended. They, they shouldn't... Why would they turn it off? Why, why, why would they stop sending us magic? They, they know we would still be alive. How many... How many Crags people do you think are over here? I... I, I don't... I don't know. Give us an estimate. Th- th- thousands? Tens oh of thousands? Oh my god. Um... Were you alive originally during the war, or is this a generational thing? I I was alive in the war. I I was a soldier. Oh, we're all soldiers. Shit. I now I see. Oh, what? like we ran into someone who had had a child. It seemed like her child had a uh, been human. Uh, what's how does that work? Like how does the magic work when it comes to like passing on ge- genetics? Where do crag babies come from? When a mommy crag and a daddy crag like each other very much, <laughs> they fuck. <laughs> we, we, we can't possibly have children with people that are not of the crag. The, the child was probably adopted. Oh, That's that right explains a lot. Um, oh, tricky. Do you know- <laughs> it's just that moment of realization. <laughs> All right, now here's the final question. Do you want to burn here to death, or do you want to take a wild trip in the void back? <laughs> you want to die, or do you want to see what's behind bag number one? Uh, why, would you, why would you do this to this poor guy? <laughs> He's gonna die. It's, it's giving him the option of, do you want something exciting, no, no. or do you want something painful and like awful? If he's still able to live, I still have more questions. Okay. I don't want to immediately kill him. I was just thinking we were at the end. Of, we were exhausting our questions. Well, maybe you should have asked. This is a pretty long conversation for someone on the verge of death. The people who was supplying you magic was it a government king? It it, it was our people. Uh, but like uh, government uh, or king. like as a, as a collective, like almost like a spirit bomb sort of thing. He he sort of looks at. At Daani and, and and sort of like closes his eyes in, in recognition. It's um, exactly like Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> They're Namics. We don't we don't know why they would have done this. What we I I was lucky to ex- escape this far. Yeah, and you've been very helpful. I actually you're the, you're the only one I've met so far that I liked. <laughs> this is actually the only well, I mean, one they, they've that you've all met. died after like three seconds. So yeah, good point. As as you guys are talking to to this this person, 
um, in this in the snow. The the sun has sort of started to come up over the the mountain, over the the top of the mountain, and and now the snow is you can see starting to get all glistening, like when snow is about to start melting. Do you want us to stay with you, or do you want us to leave you alone? I I I would prefer to to depart in solitude. Die in peace. All right. Thanks again. See you on the other side. Thank you. Peace. All right. Um. Okay. So you guys. We didn't even make... get that guy's name. Oh well. Yeah, I know. This. You guys are just on a fucking roll. Like yet again, not asking people their name. You guys start trekking back up uh, and over the mountain. All right. So you, you guys are are sort of at the at the entrance to Zaranth. Alright, let's get back to Horrell and let him know what happened. Alright, so you guys go to Horrell's tent. Is he still from like, about... by himself? <laughs> well, from about a, a hundred feet away, you hear, Ooh, that's, that's, that's hilarious! Oh, oh, oh. oh boy! Oh, it gets me every time! Oh, oh no. Oh, Jesus. Um, and... <laughs> <laughs> you, um... I hate this game. <laughs> you guys you guys go inside and uh go up the little steps and Catherine is sort of in the attic sitting on a on like a stool and it looks like she's reading a book to Horrell and Horrell's like laying on the floor with with his head sort of in his palms looking up at her um, <laughs> and she, she's reading a reading a little story that's immediately how I imagined it. Oh look! Look who's back from from the great adventure up to the to the barrier. The, how how was it popping your barrier cherries? Oh god! It was sad. Since I'm like too massive to fit in correctly, at least going up the stairs, can I just pop my head in through the stairs and not get sure. my whole body? <laughs> right. Sure. Um, it it was all right. We uh we ran into something we weren't expecting. We. We found another Cragsman, but he, he was still alive, so we actually were able to get some valuable information. But before we tell you about that, uh, what'd you find in your books? It, it seems that whatever whatever the energy that they were channeling with these cubes are is is not a, a, a specific type of energy. It's it's more of a, 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 a general purpose energy, if you will. They're, they're able to use it for many different things, and... Only one of those things is sustaining life. Okay. Okay. So that that was cut off is what you're saying. Yes, it it they're no longer sending it uh through these cubes. They they're it's not being directed outwards anymore. Maybe they're cutting ties and just starting new lives and accepting what's happened. I'm just imagining in fantasy world, wherever the fuck we are, they just have, like, these cell phone towers on the other side of the crag that they're taking down. They're like, ah, fuck that. Now they just don't get any signal. <sighs> Catherine um, lo- looks at Horrell and then looks at you and says, the-, the most important detail is, unfortunately, the most disturbing one. Um, and she looks back at Horrell. Oh, r- oh right. Um... The, all of the other uses for the, the energy are various types of uh, offensive weapons. Oh, okay. 
uh, like all right. So explode. they're they're cutting their losses on these people, and they're re re uh, refocusing the energy they were sending to keep them alive to towards their weapons. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, they could they could just be building it up, but it seems that would be unlikely because then there would be nobody left to support. Um, but yeah, the it. They're, they're probably gonna they're probably gonna do something pretty bad unless there's something we don't know about but I, I've been studying these guys for a very long time I knew there was something bad about this and it sounds like the war isn't over they're just getting ready and if anything those crags people on the south of the of the barrier probably would have sided with us because they've been here so long but you never know. They were also alive since the war, so they might have reverted back to their old ways. But now they can't, because they just got betrayed. Catherine looks at you guys and says, Here's the thing about the barrier. The barrier was put in place by the Kiln Rock and Silverstone provinces at the end of the war. And to our knowledge, there's nothing that can break through it. Which means that if the Crag are planning to mount some sort of attack... They have some sort of weapon that can pass through the barrier. And if that's the case, then they have they have a power whose strength is simply untold. Yeah, we're fucked if that's true. Um, yep. Yeah, that's bad news, Bears. I don't know if that's the case, though, but uh, well, let's just hope nothing happens. Yep. Yes, yeah, you're the, right, the... Dick. You 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 you're right in time for the for the best part of this story, Catherine. But get get along with the story. Let's let's finish this up. Uh, and and he looks back at Catherine, and Catherine like has this sort of worried look. Should I continue, or do do you want to do you want to do something? Yeah, I, we'll just finish the story, and and we'll. Uh... Is the story about the Crags people, or is this just like? You know, mother goosery rhymes, and that have and then the, the little the little sheep ran all the way back <laughs> to its home. This is why I <laughs> and did Horrell this. starts hooting and hollering, and, and ooh, this, I I love the part with the sheep. And she shuts the book, and Horrell just immediately falls asleep. <laughs> I mean, if that's the case, then I feel then yeah, let's go stop the crag from annihilating us. Where to begin is the question. So, so Catherine says, "Let's let's go back to back to my my house and and we'll mm-hmm. we'll talk there. It, it, mm-hmm. We won't we won't disturb this one." And Catherine, uh, it's it seems like she has the same sort of magic on her tent that was on uh, what was it, Kruleman's tent back in Haverton. Yeah, um, where you and- enter, it doesn't matter if you like enter. Or exit. Yeah, it, it it's it's really strange. Like you you can't tell what the entrance to the to the hut is, but once she sort of parts back the opening, um, and, and you go in uh, and and she shuts it, it it, it disappears again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so now you're inside of uh, Catherine's hut. It's very nice, and there's some uh, some herbs drying. Uh, near the the fire in one corner uh, sort of hanging from the ceiling and um it's just a small stove with a little fire going in it and um there's a very large cot for a very large woman and 
just a table and a chair and um, a proper ice chest that's uh, that seems to be packed with snow. Guys, what if she's part of the secret society with Kuleman? That's how they have these tents. It's like an Illuminati, but like a Kragagati. That's intense. Catherine says that this this is all very very troubling, um, and it it's very strange for me to find myself in in a position where I'm at at the center of all of this. This this could very well be the the fate of of our country. Catherine, now bear with me. What I'm about to say may sound a little crazy, but fuck it. How do we go to Silverstone? get the object to unite with the object from the kiln rock because we need to we need to end the barrier well it, it it's it's very complicated uh here in kiln rock the the amulet is kept let me look let me look at my map the amulet is kept down in the capital uh, of of Beechwind, or at least that's where it's said to be kept. Um, you can you can take a tour for two gold. Um, lot, lots of school trips, I imagine, go down there. Do you have a little souvenir at the end, like a little fake amulet? Like, you look, I'm the master of the universe. Like anything like that. <laughs> yeah, there's a little gift shop at the end, um, yes. and you can buy like your own little amulet. It's like when you go and watch the, uh, the uh, go to the Smithsonian, and they got that fancy diamond. Uh, Anyway, um, she says, in, in, in the, the Silverstone province, the, the amulet is kept in the most secure place possible. Which is? It's like a vault. Wor- World's End. World's End is at the very edge of, of their province, and it's quite possibly the most dangerous place in the world. <sighs> sounds like an adventure. Yeah, sounds like it's meant for us, then. Well, I think we should... We should save that one and get the one in Kiln Rock first since we're already here, but even that sounds like a hike. Yes, it's it's, it's going to be a fair amount of traveling, uh, but I'm sure the Dungeon Master will uh, help you get through it without too much uh, meaningless <laughs> violence in between. Um, <laughs> but, but we love the meaningless violence. That's where we succeed. We suck at the story. Yeah, we thrive in violence. I mean, once I get done editing, you're you're really thriving in the story. <laughs> the violence parts where you keep fucking up. But yeah, so she said the 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 hardest part about getting the the amulet from the Silverstone Province is really just going to be getting to the Silverstone Province. Um, Silverstone is, uh, as many know, completely closed to most uh, Kilnrock citizens. Getting in there is simply not possible. Uh, under normal circumstances. Well, these aren't normal circumstances, are they, baby? Don't call me baby. Oh, I'll call <laughs> you whatever I want. No, I'm kidding. Okay. It's very, it's very rude. So, um, I guess you guys are, are sort of posed with a decision before we bring the episode to a close. Before we pick a direction, this is my final real thought, and that is, do we really want to end the barrier because... If they're building a weapon that's just gonna blow through it, it's like our 
two extraordinarily expansive journeys going to be for nothing? Um, we don't know for a fact. I mean, if we can drop the barrier, then we'll be able to get at least get there. Yeah, what do you think about this, Catherine? I'm mainly asking you. <sighs> that wasn't Catherine yawning, that was me yawning. Uh, oh, I thought Horror woke up. I was like, damn it. <laughs> oh, oh, where did everybody go? Oh, um, I those... knock him out. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, once, once you get the amulet from both of the provinces... You can control the barrier as you wish, so you don't need to disable it entirely. Uh, having both amulets will allow you to uh, manipulate the barrier in, in any way that y- you see fit. Um, make it into a however, once, once you get to the crag, you, you will need to find and destroy whatever this weapon is. Okay, guys, let's go get the Kilnrock amulet. Who's with me? Uh, I'm. That was really anticlimactic. <laughs> silence and Ku's like, um, uh, uh Laren um, just runs out on his own and is like, "Fuck y'all!" <laughs> I'm kidding. I mean, we need, we need to find some way to get to Silverstone. Anyway, why would we go there first? To get the I, ship. Let me speak. We need to somehow find a way to get in there to begin with. And You're I assuming believe... I don't know how to do this. Why would I assume you know how to do this? No one knows how to do this. It's very bureaucratic. And also, you tried to smuggle a child into a void bag. So I'm assuming there was you no have a smuggling ring. involved. It was just tossing. It was just Sorry, like a mindless you tried to act. murder a child into a void bag. Or little female being. And I assume that means you have some sort of criminal background. So I'm assuming we're not getting in there super easily. Yeah, when he filled out this Dungeons and Dragons application, he put down chaotic good, and I can tell you what, he's not good at all. Yeah. <laughs> I've yet to see good anyway. The chaotic is, no, the chaotic is coming through. We but really uh, didn't run the background check on this one. Yeah. Hmm. So I'm, I'm saying out of character, I'm saying we gotta find a way into Silverstone, like, to begin with. Like, some sort of fake IDs or something, or, you know, forged passports or whatever we need to get across. So, I agree. Don't get me so wrong. So keep an eye out while we're going for the Killing Rock half. We'll have to yes. keep an eye out for a way into Silverstone. It's like, we, you, we'll cross that bridge when we get there, but for now we're in Kiln Rock, and but I'm, yeah. I'm saying we I, gotta prepare for the bridge before we actually get there. Like, we can't be at the bridge and go like, alright, that's it. So you guys, you guys are going to the, the Kiln Rock province? I well, mean, you're, you're in already, the Kiln Rock province, but you're, yeah. you're gonna get the Kiln Rock amulet? I think that's the plan. Mm-hmm. Donnie hasn't said anything. Um, yeah, let's go to Kiln Rock. Alright. Okay, um... Well, uh, if, if you guys want to get the Kilnrock amulet, um, it, it's going to be difficult, but uh, the, the first step will be to head to Beachwin in order to uh, figure out what the situation is. Are you coming with us? Um, I probably shouldn't, um, but I, I will give you something. Um, and she 
pulls out of her pocket, uh, or maybe not out of her pocket, she, she goes over to one of the small uh, shelves. It's sort of like a set of drawers combined with a shelf. Um, and she opens it up and pulls out this sheet of paper. Um, it's folded up a few times. She hands it to you. She says, this, this is what's known as connected paper. If you write something on here, it will appear on uh, another sheet of connected paper, uh, of which I own uh, the connected piece. Um, so if you need to contact me or Horl, we're just a jot of the pen away. Thanks. I immediately seal the paper and start writing a note. She she reaches into her pocket and pulls out her, her own sheet of paper, which has been folded up a few times, and she looks at it and she says, this is, this is just erotic fanfiction. I, I don't know why you're writing this. Um, this isn't even canon. Oh, God. Everybody, thanks very much for listening. I hope you all had fun, happy, and relatively safe Christmas and New Year's breaks. I know we all certainly did here at the Amos Better Network, uh, up in Amos Better Towers. Uh, I'd like to thank the hosts this week, Doug, Bren, AJ, and myself. Our cover art was done by Ian McAfee. Theme music was composed and assembled by the sound of the autumn wind blowing through trees, Josh Stitt. Distribution is powered by the fine podcasting software at pinecast.com. You can leave us feedback or ask us questions or whatever you want, by clicking the link in the episode description or by visiting our website, abtd.pinecast.co. If you're not already subscribed, you can find Almost Better Than Dragons and all of the other shows in the Almost Better Network, including our new show, Life in Overdrive, at almostbetter.net. Our next episode is going to be going out January 23rd. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll see you very soon.